All right. Good, sweetheart. First, tell me everything you know about sports. I know that you scored four touchdowns in one game for Pokai. <laughs> Very good. What else? Golf spelled backwards is flog. <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. Welcome back, Married with Children Podcast listeners. My name is Tyler, and you gotta remember to squeeze it, not jerk it. (laughs) Tyler, this God weed pray to what do you think she looks like no i don't know uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's me steven scott i'm back in with my always uh, faithful partner tyler we're going to be reviewing kelly knows something today this is season eight episode 26 it originally aired on may 22nd 1994 and it was written by al Adelkaman, if I can say that right. And it was directed by Amanda Beers. Tyler, I gotta say, I really enjoyed this one for a change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that when when you said Amanda Beers, that actually connected uh, some lines in my head that I was thinking while I was watching it earlier, that that explains why this episode is just nice and fun. And it just we don't normally see that with Mary with children and that just being fun and just being nice and having things kind of work out. It usually could be a detriment to a formula like Mary with children's, but I think you and me can both agree with uh, how life has been for everybody lately. Positivity is a good thing right now. Definitely. Definitely. We've been in the deep freeze forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, the, but yeah, so, uh, and also, Season 8, Episode 26 is also very special because it is the last episode of Season 8. We did it, Steven. We did it, Luigi. We did it, Chris. We did it, Annabelle. We did it, Matt. We did it, all of y'all on the Facebook page. You guys did it with us. So uh, there's going to be a lot of this in the future, but I want I want me and Steven to be the first to shout it. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> Yeah, uh, congratulations. Congratulations to us all. And we're going to have a season wrap-up show, season eight wrap-up show, probably next week. Yeah, next week. uh, Well, next week for you guys, uh, so far in the past, or in the, we're talking to you from the future. I I, I love how much we've we've done in advance. This is so much fun because listeners, a little behind the look, me and Steven probably are going to be jumping right out of recording this to doing. special episode in season nine but we're not going to tell you which one you're gonna have to wait and see (laughs) yeah that's the truth and you talked about us living in the future but i don't live in any of them i I live by the words of al bundy uh he once said that you can't live in the past or the present or the future that's true (laughs) that's very true Sunday, get ready for Fox's Grand Slam lineup, hosted by baseball superstar Deion Sanders. First, Tom Selleck stars in a special movie presentation. Got any naked pictures of your wife? Of Mr. Baseball. Want to see some? Then, 
Al has a shot at winning $10,000 on a TV game show. Oh, baby, you're getting some tonight. Catch the Married with Children season finale, part of a full hour. The Fox Grand Slam lineup, hosted by Deion Sanders, starts Sunday at 7, 6 Central. Uh, you know what, Stephen, why don't we talk about a little bit about what we loved and specifically some of the key points that we liked about this episode. Uh, do you want to throw anything out before we start talking about it? Actually, I just want to get right into the episode. We can talk about how we felt about it afterwards. That's how I like to do okay, it. Okay, well, I wanted to throw one little thing that I noticed, uh, just getting it right out there, is that this is one of those episodes that I think is trying to bring everything that was good about it, that, that the fans loved about it, back. I really wish there was some interviews I could find, but I, there's just nothing out there about what the creators were thinking. And I just, I, I just think I saw a decline in you know quality, and I think they saw it too, because this episode pulls a lot of stuff from earlier seasons. Oh, yes, yes. And, and including one of my favorite jokes, which we'll talk about when we get to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but as you said, though, you want to get right into it? Well, let's get right into it. You know, you wouldn't know this, but it's tough out there for those of us without a couch growing out of our butt. <laughs> a fat woman, Godzilla's into the shoe store today, asked for something she could wear to walk in the woods. Jokingly, I suggest she wear a sign that says, don't shoot from the front, I look human. <laughs> now, you'd think a woman could take a little good-humored teasing, but what does she do? Complains to the owner who gives her a gift certificate for $200 worth of free shoes. And you know whose paycheck that's going to come out of? Mm, Kelly's? Damn right, if I could find out where she hides her purse. <laughs> Al walks in the door. And remember what Peggy is reading, the national something, and it had um, a headline in there that uh, joke found in Howie Man Mandel's act. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched this episode like five minutes before we started recording, but it all just kind of like washed over me. So that it there's just so many good things I forgot. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Al made, our, made his nice appearance in. Peggy's reading her wonderful Howie Mandel trivia. And the reason why she was reading that was she was concealing her pregnancy at that time. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of scenes with her just having jackets over her and covering up the stomach. But you know what? I prefer this over her calling up from Waker County. <laughs> oh, definitely. That's true. Now for something I want to look at. And now on Fox, it's the new adventures of Psycho Dad. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The one with the gun and the ice to stare. The one with the scalp of his ex-wife's hair. Psycho Dad. Psycho Dad. Psycho Dad. He's a darn good paw. Now 
now with less violence but more kinky sex and nudity for a cleaner and saner America. Oh, Peg, I'm so excited. Oh, but Al, I hate Psycho Dad. Can Peg, just... there's nothing in heaven and earth that will stop me from watching Psycho Dad. So this god person, what do you think she looks like? Who is the tall, dark stranger there? They're the one with the <laughs> yeah. gun and the icy stare. <laughs> yeah. Psycho dad. One second, Stephen. I got to ask. Were you singing along with Al Bundy, but were you singing along with him the exact same way he was? Because he, like, murmurs some of the lines like, Who's the stranger there? Like, he knows the theme song, but he but it's been so long that he hasn't really heard it. He just knows how it goes. It, it, well, you know, the lyrics change every time. He was probably just a little bit behind, maybe reading the cue cards or something. And it's just because, like I said, those lyrics are different every single time. Yeah, but I'm specifically how Ed O'Neill, the actor, was, because, you know, he had his lines memorized, but he chose to sing it the way you and me would probably sing a theme song to a show that we probably hadn't seen in a while and we're like we're just so happy he was just so giddy that he was kind of like yeah that's right uh like i know how that sentence ends i i don't know just when psycho dad queued up i was bouncing on my seat i'm like oh yay i never remember when they're gonna do it but i love it every time yeah, I probably, uh, I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, I always forget the line, which song, which Psycho Dad one has my favorite line, killed his wife by 21. And I keep waiting for that. That was from another time. I, don't I keep know. waiting for that line, but it never showed up. <laughs> what I liked was, uh, and now on Fox, and they both kind of cringe. They kind of taking a stab at their own network, which is kind of unheard of. Usually, that doesn't happen. Yeah, well, they were the first, actually. I think because I always thought the Simpsons were the first ones to do it, but this would, but they were doing it before. So I think they might have been the very first. And Simpsons were like, "Huh, Married with Children can do it," and they didn't get pulled. Maybe we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you were asking about Psycho Dad references. Um, mm-hmm. It was in season five, episode two, when it first debuted. So Psycho Dad, um, I've got to keep talking about Psycho Dad, has appeared actually one, two, three, four, five, six times, as far as we can tell, from season five, episode two, Al with Kelly, all the way down to season nine, episode 13, you know, episode 12 and 13, I want my Psycho Dad part one and two. Because in season nine, and we haven't gotten to that one yet, has two whole episodes titled Psycho Dad, and season eight has two, but the only other two we have is one in season five and one in season six. Didn't even touch it in season seven. We see right here that the fact that they have two appearances of psycho dad in season eight and two in season nine tells me there i can just see a whiteboard somewhere in the mary with children studio going things or 
things that everyone loves and psycho dad circled and big, 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 like color. And they're just like, how do we put it? How do we put it? And there's all these other little things too, like, uh, scoring four touchdowns in a single game. And, uh, just little tiny things that details that I think they're trying to reach for those old fans and the looking at the schedule of psycho dad appearances tells me, I think I might be right on that. Or they're not going to pull off a reboot, but I was thinking a great joke. If they did do a reboot would be Al either finally getting his DVD copies of uh, psycho dad or him finally finding it streaming somewhere. Oh, Stephen, <laughs> I, I, I wish you hadn't even said reboot because <laughs> I keep seeing so many shows and things rebooted, and I see the formula, and this could work so well. It, I guess Katie Segal and Ed O'Neill just don't. Somebody, to, uh, a good number of them just don't want to do it, and if you can't get them all back, don't even bother. Well, I think they're all in it except for one person who will remain nameless. Uh, yes. Not a, not a character. But anyway, let's move on here because then Al gets the worst experience ever. The TV goes out. In a way that I haven't seen a TV go out in a long time. Did did anything cause it, Stephen? I can't remember. Did Did it just go out? It just went out. Nothing caused I'd it. I'd be terrified. Not a lightning strike. I would be terrified if all of a sudden my TV starts smoking. Like, because it just doesn't like flicker off. Like, it almost catches on fire. <laughs> Probably. And that's the weird thing. You know, but TVs, I remember, used to go out. Do you have a flat screen, I guess? Uh, yeah. 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 All the flat screens are out now. But those old tubular TVs, you know, they could. They would just usually just go out. There was usually no smoke or anything like that. They just did it for dramatic effect. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Stephen. I totally was confused when you said, you have a flat screen, right? Oh, no. You, you were asking whether or not I had one of those gigantic, heavy, kill-you-dead TVs that's maybe only 20 inches big but weigh like a million pounds. No, I don't have one of those. I left it back home in 1995. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But um, yeah, TV gone. And basically the god of Mary Children Universe is like, plot begin. Hey, smells like something's cooking in here. Our TV set blew up. Buy a secondhand TV, you said. For 10 bucks, you can't go wrong, you said. <laughs> Well, now look, 20 years later, the damn thing's broken. Al, what is the big deal? Just go out and buy a new one. Well, just buy a new one. Well, spank my bottom. Why didn't I think of that? Hello, Wally's World of Free TVs? What do you have on sale today for absolutely nothing? Uh, guys, I got a solution. Though God knows it's not for all your problems. <laughs> They're having tryouts for a new game show called Touchdown Trivia. First prize is $10,000. And there's no one who knows more about sports or is more trivial than you, Al. $10,000? Why, with that, I could buy a big screen, I could buy a satellite dish, have money left over to change the locks in the house and watch all this in peace. <laughs> I'm going to those auditions. <laughs> 
Don't wait up for me. I wasn't going to. I was talking to Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, let's get into the meat, meat and potatoes of this episode because this is weird. This is a sports, 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 sports episode. And listeners probably know I don't know jack shit about sports, but I do love me watching sports trivia. So basically, the way we're going to solve our TV problem is there is a game show brought on by Jefferson that they're having a game show called Touchdown Trivia, uh, a show that I would never make it on, where you basically just answer trivia Jeopardy style. And... That's the first prize is ten thousand dollars, which would get Al a new TV, a new wait, how'd it go? A new TV, new locks in the doors, and a new way where he can watch all this stuff in peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back up a little bit here, okay? Well, I thought we were I thought they got right into the sports topics, like right after the TV bro. Because I wanted to bring up something. You were bringing up about the TV. I want to bring up something too. Yeah, you're talking about Girls Just Want to Have Fun, part one. You know, Steve, 16 years ago, Peg's father came to me and said, here, take it. From me to you, it's yours. It's hardly been used. I should have known there was something up. Come to think of it, he sold me that refrigerator, too. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Yes, everything's secondhanded. You know what? I take it back. This wasn't a sign from God. This was just going to happen sooner. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, I thought of something when watching this. Remember, Peg sold the TV to go to uh, Vegas with Marcy in, um, oh, you got to know when to hold them. So this has to be a new TV, but this is married with children, and continuity doesn't mean a damn thing. Hmm, I think so. I think you're right. So the, so uh-huh. the TV was secondhand, probably from a least reputable source, was traded in, and best case scenario was got came back to them who this tv's got some miles <laughs> i'll bet you anything it was made by mare mare oh really i thought it was from sofa so good oh really i was gonna say sore i thought i thought it was a sorny but okay <laughs> yeah good pull there Stephen. good pull i completely forgot that that tv was secondhand oh mm-hmm. well and then of course Jefferson came in, and I love it when Al says, "Just wait right there. I'll be back. I'll be back later, or something like that." And Peggy says, "Where am I going to go?" And Al says, "I was talking to Jefferson." <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, and just uh, here's Jefferson, and I notice uh, remembering that. I almost said Marcy, and remembering that Amanda Burse is directing this episode, she obviously left herself out for the most part. Yeah, and she used herself pretty well, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, just, and that's one of the things. They're, they're, they're focusing our attention on the stuff that we loved, specifically the weird romant- kind of romantic relationship that Jefferson and Al have sometimes, where they play surrogate yeah. spouses to each other. I love that. I think that's really cute. First, let me congratulate you on passing the written test. For the final audition, we will play a simulated game of sports trivia, both national and local. Any questions? Well, I'd like to know one if yeah, we get Places, that. please. <laughs> 
And now we will introduce our host, Travis James. Man, I hate rehearsals. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I want to talk right now about our special guest of the episode, Travis James, played by the one of my now favorite actors, Todd Christensen. Yeah. Yeah, he's so... I've got a lot of good information on him. I will let you tell us all about it, but then I'll, let me just give my impression of this guy. I thought this was a... When he first ran out and I saw that mustache, I was like, holy shit, did someone just stretch Tom Selleck out and uh, and make him, like, thin? Because that's who I immediately thought. But once he started talking, I'm like, oh, that's that's not him. It's just the mustache I'm thinking about. And this guy brings so... He's not a good actor. I, I'm going to say that right now. I did not think he was a good actor. And that makes sense. This was one of his very few acting things he ever did. Which is which is good because he's a football player, right, Stephen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Cause, but he's having so much fun. I want to say, like, I really think there was a lot of enthusiasm with this episode. Everyone was on point, and you can usually tell that from their guest stars. When their uh, guests are really look like they're having fun, it makes me think that the set and the crew and everybody making the episode was just on good spirits, and they just treat their guests very well, and they can get great performances out of, a lot of times, not the best actors they've got football players they got playboy bunnies they've got models and people who were not usually in show business for their acting skills but they almost always can get good performances out of people and this is a good example but anyway todd christensen he was born in belafonte pennsylvania he um, played for the dallas cowboys he went to brigham young university then he was drafted by the cowboys in the 1978 draft he used to be a fullback like Al Bundy. However, Dallas wanted him to be a tight end. Well, he didn't want to do that. He went to the and he only played one game in that organization. Then he went to the Giants, and then he was almost uh, immediately traded to the Oakland Raiders, which is unique because the Oakland Raiders always used players that other teams didn't want to build their dynasty in the 1970s. Oh, that's all the. That's why I hear so many jokes about the Oakland Raiders. I always thought. Well, they also they well they're also the club that has the record of jumping from one city to the other more than any other team, because they went to uh, from Oakland to Los Angeles, back to Oakland, and now they're in Vegas. Now, see, I well, the, you know, I just want to like point out, like Stephen, I'm speaking for the audience members who know jack shit about sports. I but I do always hear. Oh, he's a raid and like he's a Raiders fan, or screw the Raiders, or that thing. Like, f the Raiders seems to be like a common thing I've heard, and I always like, do they have like a lot of bad players, or why? What's going on? Apparently, they do. <laughs> well, they used to be a very good, good, a very excellent team, but that declined over the years. But anyway, back to what I was talking about here is that that's when he finally excelled when he got to the Raiders. Okay. And he was part of their um, Super Bowl campaign. 
And then he really broke out in 1982 and catching 42 passes for 510 yards. He topped 1,000 yards. Let's see. I don't think he got in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he was quite that caliber. And then he went into broadcasting. The broadcast booth did an excellent job there. He died pretty young. He was only 57, which is three years older than I am. Oh, wow. How did he die? Do you happen to know? Yes. Uh, he was trying. To, he was undergoing a liver transplant. Oh. And there were complications. His son, Tori, said uh, the liver issues began after a botched gallbladder surgery when he was 25 years younger. So that would when he was about 23, I guess, 22. Died pretty young. It was really kind of sad, although he was a good player and fun to watch. Oh, uh, be, be, being from Oklahoma in that area, you said, Travis, that the uh, announcer for this episode, I meant to say this last time, but it, it went by so quickly. You said he went to uh, Brigham University? Brigham Young University. Brigham Young. Is that a... That's popped a little f- flag in my history uh, head. Brigham Young was a member of the Mormon Church, right? One of the earliest... Right. Earliest members mm-hmm. uh, is that true yeah that's basically it i don't know the whole details on it. i'm not an expert on the history but uh i think he was became the leader after joseph smith died okay so he was like next in freaking charge okay uh wow so like i just i i've never i haven't heard the words he attended so-and-so attended Brigham Young University before in my life. I didn't know there was a Brigham Young University. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, I just thought, like, Oklahoma, Utah, that kind of area, just, like, there seems to be a lot of, like, what do you call that area of the country? It's not, it, is it mid? Southwest. Southwest. There's, yeah. Mid or southwest. I've, I'm noticing there's a lot of connections to southwest America that it does not get usually explored that much in popular culture and media and stuff like most of the uh you know areas are identified as the east coast the west coast mm-hmm. aka la maybe Me- if they go south it's mexico texas area but oklahoma nevada and vegas don't count um nevada utah oregon all- oklahoma all of these uh states that just kind of get forgotten about. And uh, I'm just noticing there's a there's there's some more people that we can make connections in with Mary with Children from that area. They're farming out to people that probably wouldn't get noticed. Yeah. First contestant is Al Bundy. Yes, Travis. I was born. Then we go to our second contestant, <laughs> Max Weinberg. Max. That's short for... Nothing. Fine. Okay. Our third contestant is Mike McKenzie. Hi, Travis. Don't speak to me, Mike. It's just a rehearsal, okay? (laughs) Now it's time for Touchdown Trivia. Okay, contestants, we're all familiar with the famous running back O.J. Simpson. For five yards, what do the initials O.J. stand for? Al. Orenthal James. That's correct. Eat my dust. <laughs> okay, the second question. What was the World Bowl? Al. Title game of the now defunct World Football League. Uh, Travis, 
Excuse me. Do you want me to rush or you want me to pretend that I have to think about this? Here's a 10-yard question. What occupational oddity is shared by Henry Aaron, Willie Mays, and Babe Ruth? Mike. They're all baseball players. Been in this country long, Mike? <laughs> Be a little more specific, please. Max. All Hall of Fame baseball players. Dress a Barbie, Max. <laughs> Let a real man answer this. They all started and ended their careers in the same city, but for different teams. That is correct. <laughs> Next question. Can you name one of two women golfers to win? Max. Mickey Wright. Correct. <laughs> Women's golf is not a sport. Neither is spitting for distance. <laughs> but it can be. Women's <laughs> golf. All right, next question. What famous Native American midget wrestler, Al Sky Lolo? That's correct. Anyway, he's the host, and he starts going through a bunch of questions. Believe it or not, I knew some of them. I knew what the, about the World Football League. There are actually more than one <laughs> league in the NFL. <laughs> Stephen. Oh my God, Stephen! This is going to be a lot of this episode is just going to be you uh, giving more facts because let me point it to you right now. I have the episode queued up on my iPad because I needed this subtitle because I don't even have the note when the uh, when they're doing their audition with uh, Max and Mike uh, Al's other competitors on this game show. Uh, one of the questions is. Uh, which uh, what do these three uh, athletes have? have a shared common thing um what is shared by henry aaron willie mays and babe ruth and mike's answer is they're all baseball players uh and everyone laughed no they're all communists was his answer oh no 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 they're all baseball players that was oh, that's yeah. what he said and that's the thing that they all have in common and i was like why are you all laughing at him i knew that too that's that is the extent of what I knew about that question. I would be that Mike guy on this sports show, and I probably would have said that too. They they all played baseball. That's the that's yeah. all. <laughs> I wouldn't have known any of that. Cra I was it made me laugh because I realized, oh, I'm Mike, and you know what? I'm okay with that. Usually, married with children can really make you feel ashamed if you're not in the know on a certain episode. They always put a character who is meant to be like made fun of. And I was, I felt proud. Like poor Mike, but at least he gave it a shot. <laughs> no, Mike was the girl. Was, no, no. Was... The girl was Max. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And actually Max has been on Mary with children before. Oh, many times. Uh... Yeah. Her, I forgot her real name was is um, Mary Pat Green, and she was in the following epi episodes of Married with Children, Spring Break Part One, Shoeless Al, Business Still Sucks, and uh, Scared Single. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think she's the one who comes in and says, "I need shoes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they're just they're bringing back some good old alumni from Married with Children, and the second I saw her 
the, the way Al leans over and they talk and look at each other, I'm like, her and Ed O'Neill are they they got to be friends by now. Like this is, there's just such there's there's good chemistry with everybody. So we head on over to audition, but the audition doesn't go really well, does it, Stephen? Well, for him it does. No, it does. Well, he answers the questions. Oh yeah, he answers the questions. He answers the questions. I, that's the problem. Yeah, that's what's that's what's a tricky thing about this episode. You know, he's going to get every single question right, every single one. Yeah, and except for one. Well, he doesn't get it wrong, but Max, well, I don't know her name, uh, the, the name they gave her. It's really funny, but um, basically, Max, you're supposed to think it's a bo- it's a guy, but it's actually uh, the the girl whose looks looks really butch by having a baseball cap on her hair, and I was just talking about her. She gets well. I'm describing like the joke of why her name is Max because it probably wouldn't even be picked up by a 2020 audience just listening to it. Well, it could stand for Maxine very easily. Obviously, uh, lazy joke, but married children can do it. But what's? Do you remember the one question that she beat Al on or got to it quicker? Soccer. Nope. No one soccer. Golf. Oh, golf. Yeah. <laughs> Women's golf. Yeah, which Al says is not a sport. And you know what? I actually thought about it. I think he's right. In a, in a, and hear me out. Hear me out, America. I think he's right. Uh, because out of all the sports I can think of, can you think of one other sport that should not be segregated by gender than uh, golf? I'm sorry. I don't see why women and men can't play on the same, like play against each other in golf. Like it's golf. It's not, <laughs> there is literally no contact. If contact is made, you are out of the game forever. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. It just blows my mind. Maybe next to bowling, no, even bowling, uh, you have to have different balls for different like weights and everything. There's no women golf balls or <laughs> it's just, I, I think that's I, – I don't know if they were thinking that when that, they had Al say it, but I think there's a double le- level on that joke. Like, women's golf is not a sport. It's just golf. I know that's not how Al's meaning it in the episode, but I I want to think specifically Amanda Bierce is making this. I want to think that she snuck that in there. So – well, she didn't write it. She was directing. No, but uh, the director has say on what lines can be put in, and I'm sure she had input in the writing at this point, late in the uh, in the show. You know, she could probably make make suggestions and and stuff like that. I'm just saying, yeah. Uh, it, mm-hmm. This episode's making me. I'm making me want to see thing good things into it. Just my thought. But uh, yeah, so Al gets all the questions right, and. We'll go more into the uh, questions when we get later into the episode, but he doesn't get the spot, though. No, he doesn't. I want to mention also Alex Neville. He played that other guy on there who was taken. Oh, Mike? Yeah, Mike. And uh, he has 39 acting credits. He was actually in the Star Trek reboot as a shuttle officer. And you, if you look at his, and he was in Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, I didn't watch a single episode of Enterprise. I finally did on the um, on Netflix when I first got it because I only saw a few of the episodes. He uh, his strongest acting credit was uh, on Shaky Ground, which was a Fox show 
from 1992 to 
Um, this was a horrible, horrible thing, and uh, the most popular enduring legend, not fact, but the legend beats the fact that the fire began in the O'Leary barn as Mrs. O'Leary was milking her cow. The cow kicked over a bucket or a lantern with oil and lamp in some versions, setting fire to the barn. The actual, and I actually did a little bit of back research on this too, the legend was that the cow kicked, started the fire by kicking. They know for a fact the fire originated in the area around the O'Leary's barn. The arsonists were able to, uh, investigators were able to figure that out. And they knew it was started by oil from a lantern or slash lamp, some kind of burning fluid. It was not done spontaneously. Whether or not it was the cow is not to be said. And I, for one, think that that cow needs to start being given the benefit of the doubt, damn it. Mm. Anyway. Don't have a cow, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we all know that Al Bundy is absolutely the king of sports. Like, there's one thing that's absolutely true about Al Bundy. If there's one thing he's truly good at, uh, like... We can't even say he was a great football player. Yeah, he scored one touch. He scored four touchdowns in a single game once. But for all we know, that's just him like glory hogging. So we can even say his football skills might not have been that great. But one thing he's a hundred percent a brilliant at is sports trivia. Oh yeah, yeah. This happens in many other episodes, and I like that he is usually just a daddy. What a, what team did blah 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 blah, and he just says it like instantaneously, like Rain Man counting the matches. It it's amazing. Uh, so this is perfect for Al. Congratulations, Mr. Bunny. To have mastered that amount of sports knowledge, I can only assume you have absolutely no life. None whatsoever, Travis. Oh, well, by the way, uh, when do you guys want me to come back for the real thing? <clears throat> well, gee, I'm sorry, Mr. Bundy. We won't be having you back at all. What? Well, how come I... I won! Well, according to our researchers, you scored extremely low in personality. How low? Now, let me put it to you this way. It was somewhere between Joe Piscopo and the fat kid who played on Head of the Class. (laughs) Look, you know what? If I liked you at all, I'd really be sorry. Wait a second. You can't do this to me. I'm a legend. I scored four touchdowns in one game of poke high. Four touchdowns in high school football. Wow. (laughs) Look, Mr. Bundy, we're looking for people that are young, smart, and energetic. (laughs) Or if you really want to be a shoe-in, someone with sex appeal. (laughs) Oh, uh, and there's also a Joe Piscopo line. I know. What is it with Joe Piscopo? I can't get it. It's a funny name. It's got the k sound and the O and the p p sound. I'll put all those three together like Joe Piscopo. It, it's, and it's also like automatopoeia, like bump, 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 bump. It just sounds good and it's funny. But you're right. Like Joe Piscopo pops up all over the damn place. 
um, because there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight total references of Joe Piscopo from season three to season nine of Married with Children. So I hope Piscopo has made some money off that name. If not, he deserves it. Definitely. There was also a reference to Head of the Class, an American sitcom that ran from 1986 to 91. I think I saw maybe two episodes of that. But it, it starred Howard Hessman, is, uh, probably his best known after um, th- playing Dr. Johnny Fever and WKRP in Cincinnati. And the fat kid in the class was played by Dennis Blunden. Actor Dan Schneider, who was an overweight, wisecracking computer whiz, who had an expert in chemistry and physics. He was cynical and prone to playing sometimes cruel practical jokes, and they weren't ethical. So Dennis had an act for getting socially inept classmate Arvid into involved in some of those schemes. Okay, so I guess I have either seen parts or heard of parts of that of that show because I didn't recognize anything you said until you said Dan Schneider playing Dennis Blunden. I recognize the name Dennis Blunden, so I probably uh, I probably have seen this show. And you know what? It sounds better than The Avengers on, on yeah. one show episode we shall not mention again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, Al is just dropping beat after beat after beat. He is getting all the questions correct. But lo and behold, he doesn't get the spot. And why is that, Stephen? Because Al doesn't have a personality, or at least a likable one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, game shows are not meant for people who are just plainly good at it. The reason why Ken, if we all remember Ken from Jeopardy, who won millions, he didn't keep coming back because he just got all the answers right. He came back because he was actually a very charismatic and likable and magnetic person. People just liked him. You spoke to him, and you just ended up smiling. There's really no reason for this. I, if you look at a picture of him, you won't get it. But watch 30 seconds of Jeopardy, any little banter between him and Trebek, the audience was in love with this guy. And he's done a great job in uh, filling in for Trebek over the last few weeks. I know. How, we, he, how is Trebek's uh, condition, by the way? He died. Are you serious? You missed that? He died back in, um, it was either November or January, yeah. Oh my god, I absolutely should cut this out, but you know what? Out of reference and respect to him, I won't. I am so sorry, Alex Trebek's uh, memory. I remembered hearing that he was battling cancer, and that the last time I heard that he was doing good, I did not know. I can't keep up with all the bad news, Stephen. It's just, oh... There's too much bad news out there. <sighs> and the first person he met when he went up to heaven was Sean Connery. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to heaven, Trebek. <laughs> Referring to the Saturday Night Live skits. No, anyway. no, I, I recognize that. It took me a, a millisecond. But you know what? I said to myself I would never watch Jeopardy without Trebek. If they give Ken the role, I'd do it. I'd watch it. I think that would be a nice passing of the torch. He's probably one of the only people who is on as on Jeopardy as much next to Trebek. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, uh, they're going to have some more guest hosts. But like I said, I thought uh, Ken Jennings did a great job. 
I do believe he's from Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, I got if they're from Oklahoma, I got to mention it. Before we go back to the household, we get a weird little thought bubble in his head. Yeah, who someone who is young and energetic, he thinks of Bud, <laughs> and has sex appeal. He suddenly thinks of Kelly. Now that made me laugh because immediately when they said sex appeal, I thought it was going to be an image of Peg, and then he was going to like grimace, and then and mm-hmm. then it would be Marcy, and he would almost puke, and then it should be Kelly. But you know what? It's fine. You know that's a that's a great idea. I like that idea. <laughs> that's what I thought that was would have been hilarious. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> anyway, after that, we finally we go back to the Bundy household. Yes, because Al can't get in because he ain't likable. But no, like this is the beginning of the best part of the episode because it's a obviously because Kelly's in the title. It's a Kelly episode because who better to give sex appeal and get people flipping to that channel than get Christina Applegate. Problem is, though, Kelly's got a little bit of a learning problem if you're not already aware of this. Yeah, and by the way, I got to point this out. I know it's weird, but I noticed something when they went back. Bud is sitting down reading and studying, and he's eating Oreo cookies. He is? And I'm wondering, why is an owl trying to steal these Oreos? He's always complaining of being hungry. Yeah, what's food doing in the Bundy's household? Shouldn't it, like, crumble to dust when the second they, uh, like, get there? You're right, he's got a plate of Oreos and uh, uh, and milk. They got milk, too? Man, yeah, what what store did they rob? No, but yeah. um, but but yes. Yeah, so, um... Daddy, I can't go on a sports trivia show. I don't know anything about sports. Well, so you went to class every day. You don't know anything about school. <laughs> yeah. Then how come they gave me a, a thing? A diploma? Yeah. Because you tried, <laughs> sweetheart. Please, that's for a new TV. Come on, I tell you what. I'll order the Cartoon Channel for you. <laughs> Okay. I'll go upstairs and call in sick for today. My boss isn't going to like it, but at least somebody's appreciating me for my mind. <laughs> it's the basement. But, now listen. You've helped Kelly with her schoolwork. Tell me, is she capable of, uh, you know, anything? <laughs> well, sure. You just gotta work within her limitations. Look, Kelly's brain. <laughs> Kelly's brain. <laughs> can hold anything. You just gotta make sure of two things before you start. One, that it's totally empty. Well, we know it. <laughs> <laughs> and two, you gotta feed her information slowly. A drop at a time until she's full. Full? Oh, yeah. Kelly's brain can actually get full. And then you gotta be really careful, because each new fact after that will totally replace an old one. That's how come she forgot to put on a blouse the day she took her driver's test. I wonder why her license expires every 60 days? We get a nice little callback actually coming up, because they're gonna... Al and Bud are going to be talking about Kelly, and specifically Kelly's brain. And this whole dialogue coming up is going to be a callback from Season 3, Episode 22, Here's Looking at You, Kid, where they talk about Kelly's brain. Is she learning anything? Kelly, 
What's the Bill of Rights? The first ten amendments to the Constitution. What are the three main types of clouds? There are three. Cumulus, cirrus, and stratus. What is a synapse? The junction, a microscopic gap, actually, of two neighboring neurons or nerve cells. It's incredible. Good job, bud. Thanks, Dad. But, uh, there is one slight problem. See, if, if you take a gallon of knowledge and pour it into a shot glass of a brain, you're gonna spill some. In other words, certain basic information had to be sacrificed. Like what? What was that? <laughs> the doorbell. Ah. Oh. Who's the old guy? <laughs> That's Dad. Ah. Oh. Are you our dog? <laughs> Doorbell. But basically the whole idea of Kelly's brain being way too I I guess it should be. It doesn't kind of work on paper, Stephen, because like if her, if her brain is empty, she she should be able to take in. Like if her brain is stupid, she should be able to take in a lot of knowledge. But the idea is she can't retain it. So every time you give her a fact, it literally pushes facts out of her heads. All right, good sweetheart. First, tell me everything you know about sports. I know that you scored four touchdowns in one game for Pokai. <laughs> Very good. What else? Golf spelled backwards is flog. <laughs> it's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children.
Welcome to yachting. Daddy. Huh? I'm full. So if you teach her that Hank Aaron was a baseball player, she's going to forget how to, like, blink or something like that. <laughs> or what the doorbell sounds like. Yeah, or uh, or what, uh, or weird things like, who was her dog? And uh, who... Or who was Al? Or who was seven? Or seven. <laughs> oh, you're giving it away. Anyway. <laughs> no, it's just, no, it's a great, because, like, well, the montage goes... They speed through this. Basically, Al is going to teach Kelly how to like get teach her. He is going to drill facts into her head, which Stephen, as a as a sports enthusiast, is it at all possible for any one person in like any temporary amount of time to learn the amount of facts that you would need for this? weird obscure level of trivia that they go through in this game who knows let me just put it to you this way some people are fascinated with trivia other people like my dad are bored with trivia they don't find it interesting at all so you have to have one and aptitude for things sticking out and two it has to relate to something you like i can also also spot you a lot of star trek trivia a lot of star wars trivia but i can also point out sports trivia and I know a lot of history trivia as well as history itself. So it depends upon the person. Kelly strikes me as someone who wouldn't be interested in trivia. No. She just does. I can't explain why. Well, the what I, I well, my actual question was, I didn't, I didn't form it right. Unlike other forms of trivia, like Star Trek trivia, we'll give it, we'll give Star Trek trivia. If you were going to go onto a Star Trek trivia contest with other people about Star Trek, is there any way within, let's give it a month between this audition and this uh, actual episode, uh, taping of their episode, would it be possible to teach someone who doesn't know anything about Star Trek enough trivia that could cover enough broad and and focused detailed areas that they could supposedly win against other real Trekkies. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And like I said, because some people aren't interested in trivia. Well, it's not that they're not interested. The amount of information and next to next to the idea of sports, not baseball, not football, not soccer, sports. And there's a line later on where Al's like, I taught her more local stuff than national stuff. I'm like, good God, the, this thing is covering everything. It, if That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> that's where I would have trouble because I know football and baseball really well. I even know basketball to a certain extent and a little bit of hockey. When you're looking at some of the level of trivia on there, that's really very difficult to uh, remember. Well, you have to remember, you know, I think we kind of glossed over a little bit when she was going through the training that you see things going out of her, going in one ear and out the other. Like uh, something that went out of her mind was E equals MC squared. And uh, then you see a picture of Buck and then you see a picture of uh, Seven. (laughs) 
<laughs> there goes see. I think the audience had already forgotten. Yeah. And oh, so, oh, yeah. yeah. I already had that stuff, and it kind of illustrates the point. So she's probably, I'm wondering if she can remember to breathe at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and uh, listeners, if you're one of the listeners who listens to us but doesn't actually watch the episode, at the very least, check that s- scene out where... It's just show. It's a montage of Stevens Wright of literally word white text words. Kelly is staring, focused at the screen, and white words are getting squeezed into one ear, and then other facts are getting shot out the other. And it's really fun. It's a perfect image of me learning, uh, studying for any test. <laughs> you know and. I, you know, I, I forgot about one of the funny. I thought it was a hilarious joke, but uh, when he, when Al was teaching her this stuff, he had these images of certain players and something next to him. He had a picture of Marcy. Oh yeah, and uh, you had to put the egg next to Marcy and the football next to one guy and <laughs> basketball to another guy, and it, it made me one. It made me think of a very important philosophical question: Who came first, Marcy or the egg? <laughs> <laughs> well, some some mysteries are not meant to be solved, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> now, don't learn anything new until this game show is over. How am I supposed to do that? Follow your mother around. <laughs> Here's the star of our show, Travis James. Okay. Okay, I know we're anxious to win some money, so let's get started, shall we? Our first question in Touchdown Trivia. What National League batter set the all-time record for strikeouts in a single season despite batting over 300? Mike. Bobby Bonds, 189 strikeouts in 1970. That's correct. My buzzer didn't work. Uh, you've got to squeeze the buzzer, honey. Don't, don't jerk it. <laughs> Thanks. I learned something. <laughs> Gee, so did I. Oh, no, Pig. Travis put a thought into Kelly's head. That means she lost a fact. For another five yards, what National Hockey League team won only one game in franchise history? Kelly! Montreal Wanderers 1917 won their opener, lost the next five, and then their stadium burned down. Absolutely correct. Yes! All right, our next question is in professional basketball. In the NBA, who had the highest percentage of free throws in a single season? Kelly. Calvin Murphy of the Houston Rockets with a whopping 95.8%. Right again. Now for 10 yards, what do Karl Marx, Bob Dylan, and heavyweight champion Sonny Liston have in common? Tony! They're all communist. <laughs> no, that's not what we're looking for. Mike! Mamie Van Doren. <laughs> Judges? No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Kelly! They're all on the cover of the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper album. Slide that head! So let's get into their little contest, actually. So 
we the the original two people uh, Max and Mike are gone we're at oh no Mike is still here Max for some reason didn't make it um it's in, instead replaced with a dude named Tony so it's Kelly and Tony and Mike uh we already talked about Mike a good character actor from Star Trek and other shows what do we know about Tony Stephen well not much <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what Not I I I'm looking at him, and I didn't think much either. Uh, let's see. Uh, side note here, Stephen, do we have anything on Tony? I'm scrolling through, and I can't find anything. There's no one. Or no, was it Trainee? No, it's Tony. I'm looking at uh, the, the episode right now. I have it paused on the three of them. I'm seeing somebody here. He does have quite a few acting credits. Yeah, like I said, he is... Known for the Orange is New Black. Okay, wow. So, again, we'll give it to Married with Children for giving paychecks and uh, paying gigs to actors who probably don't get a lot of work. So, good for them. And it just... I love this. Let's just talk about this touchdown trivia. I love this whole setup. The whole set, it looks so cheap, but very, very cute and lovable. It, there's pictures of it's nothing but football references though their names are in little footballs there's football players in the background there's not and the game is called touchdown but they barely ask one football question it's all baseball basketball women's soccer i mean women's golf soccer yachting <laughs> i just find it funny that it's touchdown trivia but they don't talk about football at almost at all yeah, uh, by the way, I found Tony was played by Mike Can Canizo. Canizo. Mike Canizo. Yeah. Something like that. And he's only has nine acting credits and that's it. Damn, so he is, so Mary with Children is more than ten percent of of this guy's acting career. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Good. You know what? I'd like that to be my acting career. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so the whole set, I love this uh, you know me, I love sets. Uh this is, this is a great set for uh Mary with Children this whole game show thing. The way uh the way Travis runs out there and kind of like does a little jog in place, waves at the audience, comes on back. It's just so it it's so like all right, quick. We got 40 minutes. Let's create a game show. <laughs> And uh, oh yeah, and also I love the uh, the little score trackers. It reminds me of the gr- old Green Monster from Fenway Park. How they would uh, just kind of slide the the little people little people over. It's a it, it's a little chart that shows yards on a football field, and as the characters get them right, they some you have to move. The little uh, cutout characters of them across the field. It's just, I love it. It's all really fun. You know, I kind of wish now that we had invited uh, Chris Gunter to be on because, you know, he won big on The Price is Right last spring. Oh, damn. It really would have been good to have him on. Yeah, we could have gotten his perspective on um, being on a game show. I've never been on one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, it looks like it would be a lot of fun and just, very surreal and strange like but anyway we've got the 
we we have before the game begins it starts off on a on a bad foot because kelly does not get the first question right she doesn't even get a chance to buzz in and i'm watching the scene on repeat right now on my ipad and she legit is not pressing that buzzer she is squeezing and jerking that <laughs> buzzer up and down and looking so silly and i can make it away with the opening line that I gave at the beginning of the episode, they got away with one of the most outrageous sex jokes I have ever heard on a public television. Yeah. You gotta squeeze it, not jerk it. And then to add emphasis, Peggy. Oh, she learned something, Peg. And so did I. I'm like, oh my god. It's literally like we, we gave a middle finger to the censors. And Peg gave another one. Like, <laughs> I love it. I just love that they got away with that. It's so obvious. But uh, so yeah, now that Kelly knows to uh, to squeeze to to squeeze it, not jerk it, the game really goes in. Some of these questions are insane. We didn't write a lot of them down, but there are some that are just so very like I don't even recognize the names of the people like uh, there's one question i have right out here our next question is in professional basketball in the nba who had the highest percentage of free throws in a single season like that it's that little extra in a single season that would just eliminate 90 percent of people who could like answer a question i'm sure people a lot of sports randos could probably tell me who has the highest amount of free throws ever but then like in one single season boom cut that pe- amount of people in half like yeah. it's just so focused and a lot of us you may not like trivia but at me personally i find it very fascinating when people can know very, very detailed things about something very specific. And mm-hmm. uh, that's engaging to me. But you're right. Like, if that's not your thing, this episode may not grab you. But they did a really great thing. They montaged this to a point where you don't have to know anything about sports to understand and enjoy this whole aspect of this entire trivia contest. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Basically, Kelly's head is smashed so full of uh, trivia and facts that she probably doesn't even know her own name. And she, but amazingly, this it's working. It, this works. Uh, we for we should we should mention that at one point there's a commercial break. I think, and Travis, the announcer, wants to get to know one of the new contestants, and of course, he chooses the hot girl. Oh, baby, you're getting some tonight. (laughs) Now, before we continue, let's meet our contestants. Oh, no. What's wrong? Travis might ask her a question, or worse, tell her something she doesn't know. She'll lose another fact. (laughs) Our first contestant is Kelly Bundy, a poison disseminator from right here in Chicago. So tell me, Miss Bundy. She's married. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Chip Chat, let's get back to our game. Yeah. And by the way, you know, we talked about that one question about what do these three people have in common, including uh, Karl Marx. 
the answer was these were all people on who appeared on the Beatles album, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. I thought to myself, is that a sports trivia show? Trivia question, really? That sounds more like a rock music. So that, I thought the same thing too. That was a really weird question. And uh, if you give me one second, I want to pull that question back up. I'm like watching the questions right now because I'm a huge Beatles fan. I don't have the kind of trivia. So yeah, here it is. Yeah, you're right. What do Karl Marx, Bob Dylan, and here you go, Stephen, and heavyweight champion Sonny Liston have in common? Yeah, that sounds like a rock music trivia. And it would be, but it's got heavyweight champion Sonny Liston on there. I still don't find that sports trivia. I find that more rock and roll trivia. It that's that's the joke. They have one athlete from boxing in there so therefore it can be called a sports question maybe no that's obviously that has to be the joke and it made me laugh but it's a good one too because it it makes you only like a real fan of sports i think would even notice like hey wait a second is that a sports question it didn't occur to me at all. I, I, I all I heard was Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club gang, and I'm like, oh, uh, is there a bunch of athletes on the Sergeant Pepper album? There could be. There's a lot of people up there, but I knew Karl Marx was on there. I didn't know heavyweight champion Sonny Liston was there. So I'm gonna have to. I have that album cover framed. I'm gonna have to go stare at it a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, it's a good album. It's my favorite one by then. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But I also want to get one more question. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, uh, so that, well, you know what? Since I have that question pulled up and I have to have some tribute for it, we have uh, the answers that they give for that, uh, what do they all have in common question? Tony goes, they're all communists. Yeah. Uh, nope, that's not what they're looking for. I'm literally watching the episode. And they go, Mike. The other character goes, Mamie Van Doren. So, Mamie Van Doren is an American actress, model, singer, and sex symbol. And she's perhaps best remembered for the rock and roll juvenile delinquent exploitation movie, Untamed Youth, and other films of this caliber. Van Doren has been married five times. In her autobiography, Van Doren acknowledged that she had numerous affairs with celebrities. These included Clark Gable. Howard Hughes, Johnny Carson, Elvis Presley, Burt Reynolds, Jack Dempsey, Steve McQueen, Clint Eastwood, John Rivers, Robert Evans, Eddie Fisher, and Warren Beatty, Tony Curtis, Steve Cochran, and Joan Namath. What's something all those guys have in common? The answer would be Mamie Van Doren. Claiming fidelity to each lover, she said about Hollywood life, in quotes, I don't wear panties anymore. This startles the Hollywood wolves so much, they don't know where, what to pull at, so they leave me alone. Whew. I'm just like, how did that... That's an answer out of left field. Of course, it does relate, because I guess she slept with Joe Namath. Uh, you know what? And for all we, <laughs> who we read... She has been, in her autobiography, she acknowledged that she had numerous affairs. The ones that I read has... in. These include, but not limited to, those people. So yeah. there's a very good chance she fucked Karl Marx and Joe Lisbeth and Tony 
Roberts. Maybe that was the that joke. That was I, the I just joke. Didn't think that one was. Yeah. Because <laughs> the actual question was what to Karl Marx heavyweight champion show listed and who's the other guy? Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, Bob Dylan. So she's got a, she had a three way with Karl Marx, the uh, leader of the communist revolution, uh, Nobel Prize winner in literature, Bob Dylan, and <laughs> the heavyweight champion. Wow, man, maybe Van Doren. She is a. I think she's a a lot of women's new hero now. So, <laughs> dang girl, you go. Um, but uh, but yeah. So these are what I'm talking about. Some obscure shit. And apparently, Kelly knew that one, meaning Al knew the answer to that. So at some point, yeah. like at some point, Al was able, Al knew what those three people had in common. So apparently, this is a sports question. At the same time, that's his generation of music, though. Mm-hmm. He would grow have grown up listening to the Beatles. I don't. Yeah, but I don't. But Al doesn't take me as somebody who would have liked the Beatles. At all. I don't know. Yeah, it's, anyway. <laughs> no, I just, when I think of Al Bundy, I would not think a Beatles fan. I just think he would think the British are a little fruity, you know? Probably. Everything is great. We got Al and Peggy in the audience. Peg is just, Al is getting so happy and just being really great. Oh, she's going to get it. He's a really active audience member. Peg is just chilling there trying to pretend she's not pregnant. And Al is really happy. Because they're they're doing local questions now, not national questions. We find out, though, every time she learns anything, like the fact that she learned to squeeze it, not jerk it, meant that she lost a, a piece of trivia. So literally, Kelly has nothing. I'm sure she doesn't even remember her her name at the moment. Now, Kelly, as you know, our bonus question is always in local sports. You have $1,000 that you can keep, but if not, you can go for the run-back question and a chance at a check for $10,000. Let's rock. Okay. Aren't you afraid they're going to ask her the one fact she lost? What are the odds of that? I taught her more local stuff than national, Peg. We can't lose. Okay, Kelly. For $10,000 in local high school football, who scored four touchdowns in one game for Polk High School in the Chicago City Championship? (laughs) Excuse me. While I kiss the sky. Al. You know, Peg, this proves a personal theory of mine. The longer you suffer, the greater the rewards. That's how the gods work. And why won't the gods let her answer? Huh? Poke high, four touchdowns. <laughs> Red squeeze buzzer? Oh, I'm sorry, Kelly. The correct answer was, audience? Al 
we now get to the final Jeopardy. I mean, the final <laughs> <laughs> trivia for touchdown trivia. Yeah. Uh, easy mistake to make. But uh, so the yeah. final question. So Al is incredibly nervous, but excited. I saw this question coming a mile away. The, Me too. And I knew it. I <laughs> love it. You got to remember one thing. Right. He asked her, do you want to just keep the money you've won or do you want to go for this whole thing? And what does Kelly say? Let's rock. So good. Just like her daddy. What do you think, Stephen? <laughs> I'm going to go with that was take nine of how many times she had to like do it to get just right. Like, let's let's rock. It was good. It was good, yeah. Yeah, I saw the question coming, too. The question, I thought, of course, he's going to ask the one question that she should know, but forgot. Yeah, and when I... And- we forgot to mention that this is a very fun Kelly and Al episode, specifically a daddy daughter episode. And I'm so upset that we didn't, we couldn't get Jamie on this episode. This would have, cause she loves those things. And I do too. And it's, uh, it, it, that's, if there's one negative thing about this episode, and when I say negative, I mean, it's not like happy and positive and upbeat. It's how sad Kelly is when she misses the one sports question that even I knew the answer to a local question which high school you know what I gotta get the actual like uh I want to get the actual uh wording of the question because I think it's so specific too I think it was who scored four touchdowns in one game for Polk High to win their city championship um, give me one second. Let's rock. She's giving the let's rock thing. Okay. And Alice Clapman. Okay, Kelly for $10,000. In local high school football, who scored four touchdowns in one game for Polk High School in the Chicago City Championship? Oh, man. Al is looks like he he's like excuse me while I kiss the sky. <laughs> he's basking in it because he's gonna hear his name. This improves the a theory of mine. The longer you suffer, the more, the more rewards the gods will give you. Uh, it, the, more, the the longer you suffer, the greater the rewards. That's how the gods work. Oh, Al's a polygamist. <laughs> and it's so sad. Oh, I have the episode playing right now, and the look of Kelly looks gorgeous, by the way. But the look of sadness on her face. Oh, she. Oh, yeah. red squeeze buzzer is not the answer, unfortunately. And that is the new fact she got that ex- uh, that obviously kicked out the fact that uh, Al Bundy scored four touchdowns in one game, which is so. So smart and so well written. Yeah, very clever writing on that one. Great joke. Oh, so good. And then after that, Kip, uh, or what was his name? I forget. Travis. Uh, Yeah, Travis, yeah. He said, audience, who was it? And everybody else in the audience can say it was Al Bundy. Including with me at home. Al Bundy. Except for Al and Peg. Al's just staring at his hands. Al. Yes, Peg. 
Am I still getting some? No pay. In fact, when we get home, I just might take some back. Well, it's not 10 grand, but a new TV is not a bad consolation prize. Mm. So you mean I did good? No. <laughs> oh, come on, Al. You're proud of her. Now admit it. Well, you did your best, Pumpkin, so... Yeah, I'm proud of you. Mm. Yeah, can we watch something special on the new TV? Sure, son. You know, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> Who's that riding across the But, you know what? It's not even a bad ending. Because unlike any other episode where it would just be, you know, more breaking down Al, Al's got a new TV. It's a consolation prize. Yeah, no one's giving him shit. And it ends with, you did your best, Pumpkin. I'm so proud of you. And how does it end? It starts with it, it starts with the way it ends. It started with Psycho Dad, and it ends with Psycho Dad. And you might notice while Peg and Bud look like they're, you know, they, like they can't stand this, Al and Kelly are the ones singing along with the theme song. Mm-hmm. And just, I'm looking at it right now. They look so cute. They end with their hands, like, shaking. And quite frankly, the way it ends on freeze frame with the credits popping up, I want that freeze frame printed. Mm -hmm. I actually might do it. I was thinking of doing that subscription, Stephen, where they, like, you send a picture in and they um, put it, uh, they, like, paint it or engrave it on something. And I might get that shot just because of... Uh, like you got Bud reading, you got a bowl of popcorn which shouldn't exist in that house sitting on Peg's lap, but it's hiding the baby bump, yeah. <laughs> and and Pe- Al on the end. The, the, even the way they're sitting, I don't see them sitting that way. Usually it's Peg on the end, Al in the middle, and then Kelly, and then Kelly and Bud. But they have it sit so perfectly to have that nice frame shot at the end. It's oh, I was just like. I just ended with smiles. It was so good. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple podcast app, and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show to subscribe to their YouTube channel. Just go to channels and search up married with children podcast. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Well, after all considerations, how many facts are you going to gain or sacrifice for this particular episode? Well... I'm going to give it zero facts. This was the worst episode I've ever seen on television in my entire life. <laughs> Hell no. You know what, Steven? I'm going, I'm going to do a rarity here. I've only done it once before. I'm giving this five facts. I am learning or forgetting, I don't care what, five facts. 
Um, I will forget my grade school uh, yearbook uh, title. I will forget where I went to high school. I will forget what I ate for breakfast yesterday to give this episode five facts out of five. I loved it. It was so well written. It had a nice, just easy plot to follow it had fun guest stars who just every who knew exactly what they wanted to do and it ended with a just with a happy ending but also uh you know so sad with something so sad that you you could she couldn't even remember her dad pretty much that's that's how i took that she forgot who her daddy was for a quick second and that was really sad but besides that it was all good. It was a really, really strong episode. And I'm really excited for season nine. And I can't wait. And I hope for more of this. Whew. What about you, Stephen? <laughs> I'm too. I'm going to give it um, uh, five facts. to. Sa- I'll sacrifice five facts for, new, for five new facts coming in. Because I thought this was very well done i agree the writing was on on perfect on all firing on all cylinders most of the jo- i think 99 percent of the jokes worked really well the only one i didn't care for actually there were two things when the smoke was coming out of kelly's ears and then when uh mamie whoever uh you know I th- that just went by me i guess i wasn't too familiar with that person at all but uh again al and kelly together and then at the end, they're singing the, the Psycho Dad theme song together. This one, I would, again, five. All right, I said I was going, and I'm going. But let me tell you something. I'm not going to just disappear. You'll see me again. Wherever a fat woman shoves a smelly foot <laughs> in front of some poor guy's face, I'll be there. And now, the last word on this episode. Calling in from his two-thirds acre retirement property on Lake Chickamacomico that the government hasn't yet padlocked. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the creator and executive producer of the Married with Children podcast, Mr. Alex Edwards. Devoted listeners... Honorary no ma'am, those of you who have taken this journey from Season 1, Episode 1, to the last episode of Season 8 and who will go beyond, this is your pal Al, here to not even give my thoughts on this episode, but instead to talk about something else that won't fly out of my memory the way things do with Kelly. It's about a memory that I will always remember fondly. And the chances of it popping out of my head are are nil. And that memory is being the host of this podcast for seven seasons and stepping away into semi-retirement as I gave my wrap-up thoughts for all of these episodes in season eight to, uh, I guess, another form of semi-retirement. You know, the show has passed on to a great team of people who have really uh, put a lot of effort into this and did a great job, kept the spirit of the show going. But it's time for me to uh, step away on an even bigger level and um, say goodbye even to doing my wrap-ups here. And just to thank everybody. The only capacity I may ever come back for is, you know, major things. Like if we get a big name 
on the show, um, like Al or Peg or Kelly, if any of them come on here to do an interview, I'd be happy to jump on and do my best, hopefully give you everything you'd want out of an interview with any of those people, along with, you know, other members of the new team. But uh, yeah, that's about as far as it'll go, uh, as far as hearing from me. I may do one review a year for the next, for season 9, 10, and 11. Maybe I'll jump on for like one of those shows each season, you know, just to say hi to everybody and interact a little bit. But yeah, as far as a weekly thing, um, I think the only time you'll hear my voice is uh, with the intro of the show. So I'll still technically be on all of them. You know, last night I was looking for a fresh Prince of Bel-Air podcast because my wife really wanted to revisit that show, so we ordered them on Voodoo, the complete series of that show, season one through six. I think it was only like 60 bucks or something like that, 65 maybe. We wanted to watch all of them, and I was going to listen to the podcast for all of them if somebody did it, and nobody did it. There is no podcast for that show. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a big show, pretty popular, everybody knows it. Just as, uh, well, not, I don't know, I wouldn't say just as popular, maybe more popular, who knows, than Married with Children, and I thought it was fascinating that nobody made one for this show. I really couldn't believe it, that this was the only one, that I would create the only Married with Children uh, podcast ever. That's an honor, and nothing that comes after it will ever really be the same, because you know they're just going to listen to our show and regurgitate most of that. Uh, What happened here was a magical thing. Some amazing moments. Some of the best nights of my life were recording this show with the people who did. And I want to thank every single person who ever joined me during my run or anybody that came after. It's your love that makes Married with Children special today. And it's your love that makes people still ask about the reboot. That will never happen. That's what it is. So thank you all. If you ever have the desire to hear my take on anything married with children again season one through seven will always be floating around or else you could just be real safe and just download them all that way you'll always have these when you're 60 years old you can sit on your porch in the summer with a drink and uh have the podcast on in the background or just in your earbuds so no one knows how crazy you are Uh, but yeah thank you everybody great times. I'm sure these guys will carry you through the next three seasons just as well as they did this season. Remember, if you ever want to chat, just call 1-800-RIGNEY or PIMPTH and I'll be there. That's all, folks! Happy trails <laughs> until we meet again. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. Keep smiling until then. Happy trails. And you know, another thing I just thought of, very few shows that have 11 seasons, and if you said, what's a good episode for me to watch 
that I, if I've never ever seen the show before completely, but I won't watch a single bit of the first season. You got to give me a different one. Uh, it would be like, you know what? Uh, the last episode of season eight. Go watch that. You know, and I, like I said before, I think this is the weakest season overall. But uh, it ends on a very, very high note, mm-hmm. and for that, you got to give it credit. I think it's okay. the I think it's the best out of season eight. Yeah, I still like Dances with Wheezy a little bit better, but I would rank this one definitely as a number two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And actually, and actually, Mary with Children fans, be sure to tune in next week because we are going to be doing a season eight retrospective. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Luigi and I, along with Annabelle. And I think Matt's going to be there, so we're going to have a fun time ranking our favorite episodes, our best moments, and it's going to be a great time. Yeah, and uh, make sure you definitely check that episode out. Don't pull what I pulled and sleep in and miss the episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I did. You weren't the only one. Chris couldn't make it either, but uh, oh, it's all I right. felt like I, I felt like I had like missed a test or something. And the response in our little group chat was, uh, "If we had another person, we would have gone for another two hours." And I'm like, "Oh, thank you for that." But I felt so stupid when I woke up. Like, damn it, I missed it. If you had gone on, it would have gone on for about another four hours, probably. I have not listened to the episode, even though I could if I wanted to. I decided as punishment, listeners, I will wait until it's published and listen to it along with you so we can have fun together. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's it, Stephen. We did it. Season 8. Again, we uh, congratulated us at the beginning. We deserve another congratulations because... Mary with Children's still going, and we've got three more seasons to go, and I'm so excited. I've got a, a perfect way for an outro today. Oh, yeah? What is it? Okay. When I say go, when you say, whoa, Bundy. One, two, three. Whoa, whoa Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all you Psycho Dad fans. That does it for season eight. Thank you.